0: This is the Investor Frame Podcast with me, Paul Sparks. Thanks for coming, Sean. Thanks for Uh, having me. This is the Investor Frame Podcast. So we started this up, Paul actually did it a couple months ago. And um, thanks for coming on. And I just kind of wanted to ask you about, you know, what got you into real estate investing. Um, And, you know, it's
1: been a long time coming for me and you to sit down and start talking about I some know, deals, man. Yeah, I know. We usually talk over vodka sodas and you know, <laughs> yeah, you. deals stolen from us from New Western. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good to uh, connect, but yeah, I got got into real estate five six years ago, uh, and really just wanted to not work. Right, that was it. Right, but like everybody says. I mean, they want passive income, all that. I've kind of had this goal since I was twenty something to retire at thirty. Um, so I've been working on that and just got my real estate license five years ago to kind of learn what it looked like, bought a rental out of state without ever seeing it with like the first 20,000 I ever had. And by then, yourself, like uh, just solo, just solo. Yeah, Damn, bro. That, That's a leap. That, that deal uh, did not go well. Yeah. Uh, as you can imagine, I still <laughs> never saw it to this day. I already yeah. sold it. Oh, I shit. owned it, sold it, never <laughs> saw it. Terrible property manager, learned a ton. Um, and then I've just been kind of Building on that, building off investors like yourself and other people that we work with and just kind of taking tidbits here and there, figuring out what works. And there's a million ways to make a million bucks in real estate. So it's kind of just figuring out what's a good fit for you. And I think my fit is value-add multifamily for sure, value-add single family. And that's kind of my niche and definitely not reinventing the wheel on any of that, but... uh, I like to think I'd, I'd do it. Okay.
0: Yeah, you definitely do. And you just threw a lot of stuff in there. So, okay. So a lot of stuff. You yeah. <laughs> Did you start out in Denver then? So you bought your first, uh, you started real estate in Denver, right? Like you got your I license. I did.
1: Yeah. So I've been out in Denver for about a decade now. So I got okay. my license. I was working in uh, pharmaceuticals. Yep. It was my degree and, um, knew off the bat that, that was not it. They literally, I graduated college and then I was a janitor nice at this lab and they were like yeah you'll be like this you know lab assistant and uh, you'll work side by side with like people you know in the lab and i was like well that sounds pretty good and right. then uh the side by side allegedly or apparently i yeah. was just a janitor yeah i was side by side solving the equations exactly yeah, the so i was like and i was only working a couple of days a week because they were uh 12 hour shifts and so got my license then and started just doing it on the side and sold a few houses to people i worked with and that was just always looking to. So you started advice. with the
0: license. You're like, I'm just gonna get my license and definitely because yeah. that's
1: that's where I am like debating like should I get
0: my license and I've kind of been going back and forth in the last couple of months now that everything's kind of changed.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm with like- your with your network, it's unnecessary. Like I didn't know yeah. anybody. I didn't know any investors. I wasn't right. a part of any Facebook groups. I was just like, I'm just figure this out. Right. First step, get my license to even learn like how to what to is buy really a house. Yeah, yeah and like yeah. learn about it. I didn't really learn. Much obviously from school. I think <laughs> right, there's yeah, yeah. forty some odd thousand feet in an acre. And yeah, that's about you, it. You but learn
0: more by buying that house, and
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah I kind of just dove right in, and you know, it yeah. was uh it was pretty addicting from that first jump. I think the first rent check, I bought my ski pass out here, and I was like, "Well, this is pretty cool." Yeah, and then uh, never really cash flowed again, mm-hmm. um, but that first check was pretty good. Yeah, you were like, <laughs> "I'm in." <baby." laughs> yeah, exactly. So a lot, lot of lessons learned, but I think the license for me was just a way to, to dive in and yeah. just start learning about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And how I met you was, um, so I was just wholesaling,
0: right? Like that's how I got into it was wholesale, yep. like just investor. And, um, I kind of get a little irked when people say like, Oh, you're one of those wholesalers. Now I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like, yeah. don't you call me a wholesaler? Right, yeah. yeah. I'm right. a lot more than that. Definitely. No. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I found you cause you were a buyer, right? Like, cause you buy these deals from wholesalers I and thought. you have buyers. Like yep. you have the whole, all I would have to do is like if I had a deal um, or working a deal that's off market, I would literally just call you and you had a number for me and whether you were buying it or somebody else was buying it, we could figure out what our assignment was from there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a beautiful stuff. It, it was crazy, man. Yeah. Like I was like, Marissa would be like, Oh, you must be on the phone with Sean again. Like it was an everyday. Yeah, it thing. was, yeah. man. We were, yeah, we were cooking yeah. for a And then, uh, and then what Denver market started to, uh, Go down a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's phone stops ringing. Yeah, super soft out there. So yeah, yeah. I think the novations you're doing, the creative finance that right. you and I are both doing, yeah, I think that's the key to succeed here. as, yeah. as it gets soft and so many different opportunities out there right now, as opposed mm. to six months ago, and you know, cash buyers are less, but creative finance buyers are right. They're all over, and that's really what I wanted to
0: talk about too. Okay, so now that we are in this like pivot mode, um, I know me and you obviously have talked about it, but like. You built a team too, right? So like you became an agent, and then right. you built a whole uh, like is it brokerage or just a team? Like
1: yeah, brokerage. Both. Yeah, we've got all of it. Yeah, brokerage. Obviously, you know a ton of property management as well. But there's four brokers under us, or four agents right. under me that I you know manage and supervise, and right. they're all investor focused, fix and flips, you know, creative stuff and. That's all we do and all I wanted to do, which is kind of why we started it up and yeah. built a team and just kind of teach our agents how to create these deals and, and put these things together. And, right. you know, obviously it helps clients, helps us, and um, really just puts more deals in front of everybody, too. Yeah. When we've got multiple people pounding the pavement, similar to your team, mm-hmm. um, there's always some deal flow coming in, which was you know, yeah. the ideal setup there. When did you start your team? So you were an agent by yourself for, what, a couple of years? Yeah, I think three years and then uh, started 18, 20 months ago Okay, with the team and then built up all that property management junk and uh, <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff that I, uh, I'm getting out of, luckily, as of right. the new year. Right. New company, new me. Nice, uh, But uh, yeah. So it, it is a new age, company. It'll be a new company January. So I'm leaving the current company. I'm not yep. going to give them a shout out because... Yeah fuck that company yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking your <laughs> name edit that out yeah uh but uh, yeah so i'm taking my talents to south beach as lebron says and yeah you know i'm uh just branching out do the same Dude. same thing with investors and all new of that name? but new name yep just me probably build another team up do we know the new name yet i don't know the new Dude. name or i'd give it a shout out okay right well because i just
0: had chad here and i'm like i'm thinking about getting my license now i'm like do I go with the new team? Yeah, like we man. get Jordan and Pippen back together? Exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the barrier of entry is low. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get a little bit of liquor in me. You're already on the team. Yeah. And, hell yeah. Uh, I think I can skip go. the interview process, right? I, I would say so. Yeah. I <laughs> Dude, think we, that's just, crazy. we just need to do a uh, little peyote together in the desert, come up with yeah. that name, and yeah. we should be good to go. Dude, sweet. Well, that's yeah. good, man. Yeah. yeah uh, go? So, new year. So, January 1st, then? or Yeah. Sometime in January, I'm, yeah. I got to figure out somebody. Uh, We've got uh, one of our investors is getting his managing broker's license. So I can't leave until he kind of assumes that position Right. right. Um, just for the property management side. So nice, they're taking all that and good
0: riddance. Okay. They so, can have it. So with the, with the new team then um, that you're going to be spearheading, like what's going to be your focus? I know you – well, you had focus on property management, right? So that's out yeah. the door you were saying like – Yeah. Yeah. That's that's just too much work or what?
1: Like, yeah, too much work. Some, you know, partner issues overall, it's just not highest and best use of time. I mean, you know, you and I are built to be looking at deals, running deals, Mm -hmm. doing novations. I want to learn from you on that, doing, you know, seller finance and sub two and all of that stuff is where I want to spend my time. And, you know, the the end goal has always been to build my own portfolio and, you know, whether that comes from commissions or, you know, wholesale fees from helping yeah. other people or whether it's just me, you know, raising private capital and buying every deal I see. Yeah. Um, I just want that to be my focus there because that's where I have the most fun and right. get that little flutter of yeah. the heartbeat when a good yeah. deal hits the desk. It's like an addiction, right? It's, it's like, fun. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a lot
0: of fun. Yeah. Okay. So so acquire properties long-term. I mean, that's the goal yeah. for you. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah. Well, that's kind of where we're pivoting that seller finance, man. I think that we really hit... Um, the ground running right like so the last couple months like we've been talking about this and now that the market has shifted i mean i we were talking the other day like i don't have one fix and flipper buying right now like i do have a corporation like that's just like you know a couple of those buyers like home builders or whatever right Right. but like individuals in denver these guys that we would just pick up on the phone like hey you want a deal want another one like right those guys stopped we've stopped i mean yeah yeah yeah. we're not even going to do a even a is tough for us right now like we're trying yeah. to like see what's going to happen on this back end so yeah yeah definitely so i mean like what we're focusing on specifically is how to talk to these sellers on these seller finance deals yeah. um you just had one locked up the other day right yeah. yeah 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 and just getting repetition on that and then subject 2 because they are very creative they are yeah. like very complicated and that's the number one reason why sellers tell me no is just cuz like i tend to overexplain it i'm talking like balloon payments i'm talking right. like all this stuff that they don't understand and they're just like "Nah, i don't want to do it like yeah right so uh, it's not as easy as a cash offer but that's our job is to figure out how to explain it in simple terms yeah yeah, yeah.
1: definitely it's certainly not for everybody but yeah giving them the price they need in this market plus they make so much more money you know than right. they would from a cash offer. Plus, you know you're deferring kind of your tax burden that right. you get if you just sold it. There's a ton of benefits there. So yeah, learning that pitch is is mm-hmm. huge. And you know locking up a couple uh, over the last couple months has been great. One of them I'm holding on to right now, and that's over in Berkeley and Denver. Really great little, great little Airbnb. You're keeping it. I'm keeping that. That's a 10 year note, four percent interest only. It's like a three bed, three bath. Uh, right, any off, down? Right off, Did right you have to pay a down Street. payment? There's 10 percent down. Okay, so it's not you got ideal. that cash. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I know some people uh, yeah, that yeah. help me out on these types of deals. Yeah, um, especially when I'm low because I have a house buying problem. Right. Uh, so private money is key on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, keeping that right off Tennyson Street, right by all those bars and stuff. So yeah, if all else fails, my life goes to shit. I'll just move in and <laughs> become that that drunk that I've always yeah. wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the key. Well you're you're in the real estate game, so you're halfway there, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Sobered up for this conversation. Here. Well, that that's it? good, man. I had <laughs> I had no idea that you kept a seller finance deal. Yeah. Yeah. I love that deal, man. That was uh 10 year note, four percent interest only. Put About thirty thousand and it's just about done. Yeah. And uh, probably worth about seven fifty right now. Yeah. So still some equity and and still that sweet note too. So all kinda goes back to ten years, man. Things that we always do. I mean, you can always give a little on price with seller finance, but to get that equity baked in plus the cash flow, mm-hmm. plus the long note for 10 years, it, it, it was a win-win. So. You could have probably even gone higher on the purchase price, to be honest. I could have, yeah, yeah. 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 I probably could have gotten lower too. I, yeah, might, might, have, have got, I <laughs> might have given him a little yeah, too yeah. much there because I yeah. did need some work. But
0: That's all right. This is the first ones though, right? Like we iron first out one. those couple. And that's why I love you because like you do have that like numbers. I don't know. You're just so good at like reading these deals and underwriting them. I'm not as good as that at that and that's why I call you and that's why I like we I'm work here. well together. Um, but yeah, having you on the phone with a seller is like, just so much um, value, right? Like, cause you can talk, like, especially on multifamilies, yeah. like stuff I don't know about. You're like, you've been doing it for thirty years, type stuff, like. Right. I mean, right. you're spit out these numbers, and I'm already lost. I don't know how people follow, but. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Like yeah. that deal in Colorado Springs, we were doing, like that development, that forty unit, like. Yeah. That is not my playground. You took it like a champ. I mean, yeah. It was, that's yeah. crazy, but yeah,
1: um, those are great deals, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, it's a good path. And then what we like, obviously, focus on too is the the content creation, like um, yeah. just to get our free marketing. So like, yeah, that's where we're focusing because you know us better than like a lot of other investors here. Like, we were spending a lot of money on mailers. Yeah, um, right. I, when I first came in, we were doing cold call, cold texting, mailing, and like that adds up, man. Like, and when these deals, yeah. these wholesale deals aren't hitting like they were. Right. Um, It's hard to keep those marketing channels up. Yeah. So that's kind of why we're pivoting and like just trying to give as much information to anybody trying to get into this game as possible. Yeah. And hence the podcast and um, like all of the content that Paul and I have been just producing is just to like, teach people what you've taught me, what I've taught you and yeah. just give it away for free. Cause then they can in turn bring us deals and yeah, definitely. You know, it's a, it's a give and take kind of thing. So
1: yeah, I left definitely all the, the yeah. mailers and the expensive stuff to you guys. I was yeah, just man. there for the, for the end, yeah. for, the, for the glorious yeah, yeah, yeah. part, but yeah, you uh, come across the finish line. Exactly. Yeah. You guys, I know we're spending a ton and yeah, still so got much a lot to... of deals done, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a grind. But you know,
0: too, I mean, starting your own, like, uh, Team, like you're going to know like how you're going to go about doing that right like you're going to have someone hitting the phones
1: and right, right but you're not yeah. going to be paying like you know not to make that a huge expense right yeah definitely I mean the key yeah. is the key is uh, commission only realtors yeah there you go. <laughs> the hungry ones well, there you go right here, yeah, right get, her, here get them dialing yeah. and yeah. Uh, there you go free yeah. free uh,
0: cold caller yeah man well feels- see that's that's good because then you're already getting ahead of the curve that way too because yeah. I personally think it's going to get a little bit harder too like I, I don't know like what your market predictions are but like yeah I mean, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to go back to what it was when our phones were yeah. blowing up at eight,
1: nine a.m. every day. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's going to get a lot worse. I think what I am planning on doing and what I recommend to every person, whether they're new or you know have a couple houses under their belt, mm-hmm. is get that HELOC in place, get liquid for deals to come down the pipeline because yeah. we're in the softest market since 08. I was 15 years old in 08. So it's right. not like I uh, accomplished very much <laughs> during that <laughs> you downturn. You got good at Call of Duty, and right? Now, I mean, we're <laughs> yeah. seeing the softest Denver market in 10 years. And so if, uh, you know, if even if it's just your primary and you experience 10, 20% appreciation over the last couple of years... I would get that HELOC in place as soon as possible because your comps are getting worse and worse. There you go. So you want that appraisal in if you can before the end of the year before mm-hmm. it just keeps going down. Yeah. And just and just keep that capital there. You don't pay on a HELOC unless you're using it, typically interest only for ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it puts you in a position for, you know, some serious wealth in the next couple of years. I mean, it only took me two and a half years to get 10 doors and you know probably over a million bucks of equity and i'm kind of getting ready to keep building that and then you know trade up on a 1031 right but it happened super quick and it was really through HELOCs and that leverage and and just using that smart and only going value add and so and just buying more with that HELOC, right exactly yeah Yeah. the the first deal that i did when i moved back to denver i was in seattle for a year and i moved back i bought a house In Westwood of Denver, which is a little bit of a rough neighborhood, but house hacked it for a little Mm -hmm. bit, put a bunch of money in and then got a HELOC, uh, I think six months after I owned it, it was only 65K on the HELOC, but that 65K made me probably over 200 on flips, that 200 turned into probably 400K of equity in rentals mm-hmm. that are now ready to 1031 and keep stepping up. So it's a huge tool in real estate. We all know the benefits of, you know, depreciation and yep. leverage and all of that, but taking it one step further to get these HELOCs and do it in the right way with value add and bake in that equity and know your numbers. It's just the easiest way to build crazy wealth and you know, one to two years, especially with it getting soft, I think we all need to be ready yeah. to buy a bunch because to we, buy, may, baby. we may, we may yeah. not see an opportunity like this for another 10 years. And so um, that's where I see the market going. What I'm preparing to do yeah. is just get uh, get the funds in place, stay liquid enough and and keep waiting for these deals and, and bigger multifamily and mm-hmm. um maybe even do you know single family just as stepping stones because we know it so well right you know get some real cheap single family just use it as a tool for two years and get into cash way. flow a little bit and then trade them all up as one and, and really take down some some larger multifamily there and yeah i think that's that's the key here over the next year because it's certainly getting worse and rates are going up again and yeah being prepared for all of that. I mean, we could literally throw a rock and buy a house today. Yeah. You know, if Let's it's on it. market, you can walk right <laughs> yeah, into it and buy yeah. it. Like that has never happened in yeah. so long in Denver. So yeah. it's, it's interesting, but yeah, staying liquid. I don't even remember what the question was, but I, I don't either. Off on well, well that's <laughs> it's,
0: that's what it's all about. But you just shared so much stuff that like, I mean, that's like exactly the point of this, right? Like yeah. you just gave the most real advice that you could give to someone coming into it, or that's already like into it somewhat like me, yeah. like, I would have never known to do that like and I've been in wholesale like my whole goal before this market was just to generate cash like get as much cash as possible now it's like okay what do I do with that cash like when is a smart time to buy like what
1: loans do I use like you know how do I take advantage of it yeah Um, and that's the tricky part now about buying and holding I mean especially if you're taking down hard money which is the most common way with right. that real value add like right. that refi is is the rough part. So making sure yeah. your cash flow and obviously you know you're going to fix it up. So yeah. repairs are going to be negligible if you're doing it right. Um, knowing all that stuff and, and kind of lining up your financing even before you buy it mm-hmm. is key uh, on the exit strategy to make sure you're protected there. Yeah, but the yeah the HELOC or you know the cash out is I think the greatest tool, especially for people who have owned for yeah one or two years, even right. if it's just one house. You can tap 100 percent of that through a HELOC, yeah, which could be you know two three hundred thousand dollars right. if you use it
0: right. Yeah, yeah, if you
1: use it right, and right. that can turn you know exponential very quickly. Right. And I think that's where we're heading. Yeah, when I'm what I'm prepared for it, I think so too. And um,
0: I and it's exciting to hear you talk about multifamily. Like you are the like very knowledgeable in that field, and that's obviously the end goal. Like. Maybe not even the end goal, but that's gonna move the needle closer, like way right. quicker is those multifamily. Like we could do yeah. ten single family deals with a lot of headache, a lot of stress. Right. Or we could just do one multifamily. And that's where getting good at seller finance and sub two is uh beneficial because it's more prevalent in that community, right? Yeah, like, definitely. Because the tax situation, like yeah, no one's going to want to pay Uncle Sam when they have this multi-million dollar multi-unit. Yeah, right. I mean, they could use a strategy like seller finance where they could just completely, um, I mean, explode their Built their capital gains. Yeah, 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 definitely. I
1: think the only thing you're up against there is the 1031 because every yeah, investor right, who right. makes it into multifamily is most likely 1031 to get there and is going to 1031 out of there. And but and why? So, like
0: most of the people, most of the times they want to sell is just because like they don't want to deal with it anymore though, right? Like, and they don't. Yeah, I yeah. mean, so like a 1031, they're in, a, in the same situation. They just have another property management company, another yeah, property.
1: It is true. Yeah, I think it's it definitely a certain set of ownership with their you know, typically I would say older age, right. you know, getting next tired. phasers,
0: right. That are like done with, they've the real built it
1: up. They still want the monthly income, but typically you're, you know, the 30 to 45 year olds right. who are building it up are more interested in 1031 mm-hmm. and most likely not, they might be sick of a certain property, but they're right. not sick of properties you know, in general, the trajectory, right, the right, trajectory right. that they're yeah. on. And so I think that older group and, you know, even, even pulling lists of people who've owned the same multifamily for 20 30 years is a great place to start to find yeah some of these you know potential seller finance deals yeah. they're most likely paid off those people might be getting towards that point where they don't want it anymore right. so you know those lists are places that I look for you know some creative multifamily yeah. deals for sure
0: well that's good too is like where are you pulling these lists like i mean obviously the marketing We've already talked about we're not going to spend too much money attacking those lists. That'd be just like you on the phones or someone below, like one of your agents on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So those lists are good and you just pull those off the MLS or what?
1: Yes. I mean, I typically send them to you. (laughs) So I don't know what happens. (laughs) It's uh, it's Christmas morning, basically. I just uh, received this list of phone numbers. Um, But yeah, I mean, title company, you know, pulls a list of owners, skip trace from there. Right. With whatever you use. and Yeah. And I throw you a couple bucks, yeah, and, and that's it. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean that's the that's the value I can bring, right? Because I don't know that's about the multi-family. Like, if I can make get on the phones and like
1: make that part, like finding the deal, like that's what I can bring to the table, right? Yeah, like definitely. Like, and so if you and I know yes. this too, but maybe some of our people who are right. gonna be watching this might not. I mean, you can pull a very, very specific list from any title company you want. Again, you know, have they owned the same property 20 or 30 years? Mm -hmm. You can sort by number of units, zip codes. You can really drill down, you know, you might even be able to do like mortgage, loan amount, under a certain thing. um, There's a ton of different criteria too. Mm -hmm. So every title company can do it. You and I, you know, have pulled lists for right. a long time, but there's endless data. So I think being as specific as possible, yeah, um, with what you want, what's going to work for you, investment wise, and then figuring out, you know, who might be the most motivated on right. that list. And I think that, you know, the longer ownership type and the older group is more open to becoming the bank. They're going to understand right. making so much more on seller finance. Versus the younger guy who's in that 1031 cycle. Right. Just wants to yeah. build up, build up. Yeah. Right. But. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing too. Like, uh, I don't think you can pull a wrong list. Like, cause Paul yeah. and I, like if, at first we would sit down and like take an hour and just like categorizing, like, okay, do we want to attack like 10% equity? Do we want to attack hundred percent? Like right. we spent all this time on building the list. And really the, what comes down to it, did you call the list? Like that's where it's at. Like a lot of people getting into it, like, okay, I got the list. I did all the work. And then getting on the phones is the hard part. And that's like, you just got to get past that by doing it really. Like just making those calls. I didn't know how to even pitch seller finance until what a couple months ago, even like yeah. even still, like I have a trouble like talking about it, but yeah, right. I didn't get good at wholesale until we just started doing it. I started calling these people and then deals started just rolling and rolling. Absolutely. I yeah. still, I see the same thing with seller finance. I mean, you just really started going into it heavy and you already bought one, like you own one, you have one under contract, like it's just going to keep rolling and rolling. They're going to get better and better. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We're we're shooting for that zero down, zero interest. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. If I can get it negative down, maybe like some 08 type (laughs) uh, reverse
1: mortgage type thing, they pay me at closing or something like that. Yeah. And uh, so that's another
0: thing too, with sub two. Now we can start seeing maybe people that are upside down in equity, right? Like, yeah, and that's where we really can help them. Yeah. It's
1: another great list to pull. Yeah. You know, someone who just bought or recently bought at the right. peak, you know, six months ago. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are great people too. Because
0: like in order to sell, then they would have to bring their own money to the table to pay realtor commissions. Exactly. Or yeah. we can just buy it on sub two, maybe yep. throw five ten thousand in their pocket and they're out yeah. of the situation. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So, so that, that's a great strategy. I think the, the cash flow on those may be a little tough, but I mean right. they should have got a pretty decent interest rate. Yeah, because
0: it was six months ago, huh? I mean, yeah, maybe like five percent. I mean, will probably be it? in the threes. Threes, I mean, yeah, like six, eight
1: months ago. I mean, it was, it was just crazy. The the switch that flipped, yeah, on the market, and now it's just so soft. Yeah, but yeah, another great list to pull is people recently you know, recently have purchased VAs Mm -hmm. with assumable loans, you know, there, there's a million different ways to kind of go after some sub two type stuff. What, uh, what
0: market, so you hear, you hear three or four city names and you know, it's like a good short-term rental or good cash flow area. Like what, what would you say are those top, like,
1: Cities in Denver. Yeah, I mean, I I, I love Denver proper. You know, obviously you go okay. to the suburbs. Right. I love that Berkeley house on seller finance. I think that's such a great area, and even to this day, still selling in a couple days, just because there's nothing over there. Yeah, uh, and it's such a good location. So, huge fan of Denver proper. I've got a house and uh, a duplex in Arvada. Mm-hmm. Um, that Airbnb is doing super well. So, mm-hmm. huge fan of that. Kind of around that old town area. Um, other than that, I don't really look. Too far outside of that. I mean, we love you. Keep it close. I keep yeah. it close. Yeah, we yeah. we love the Springs for multifamily. Westminster's got great multifamily as well. Pueblo's got some great multifamily. Uh, but in terms of in terms of short term markets, I'm not looking outside of that necessarily, and not right. really looking for more Airbnbs right now, unless there's great terms on right. seller finance. Gotcha. It's just. So saturated, you know, everybody and their mother is doing Airbnb. And yeah. so there's so much to choose from and obviously just rates, you know, yeah. nightly rates are going down and competitions up. And so I, I don't see it uh, doing too well over the next couple years. Yeah. I could be wrong on that. Obviously, I still have five of them that are <laughs> right. running, Easy but, for you to uh, say, right? you know, I, I think when you're buying these deals, regardless of financing and regardless of, you know, how you're getting into it and what your exit strategy is, I think- it's got to work long term and short term. Mm-hmm. If you're just buying right. for short term profit, I think it's a huge guessing game and, and a huge risk. Honestly, it, it's yeah. all the properties that we have work great long term. Right. So, worst case, if Airbnb dries up, you're you're going to long term tenants, right? And you're fine. you're still cash flowing and, and you're yeah. still building that equity and still ready for your ten thirty one. And so, that's. I think the number one mistake I see for kind of new people getting in mm-hmm. is just buying on so pretty pretty speculative yeah. cash flow on, mm-hmm. on Airbnb and using AirDNA, yeah. um, but not necessarily looking at the market as a whole and looking at right. all these other Airbnbs and checking their calendar and doing all that stuff. I think it can... Mm-hmm. I think it can lead to some people going yeah. down. Well, you've got
0: the, you've got quite the calculator too to underwrite those types of. Uh, <laughs> we do, yeah, yeah, yeah. We
1: built that out. Uh, it's just plug and play, which is perfect for me. Yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah. Your, your Excel master here, <laughs> but yeah, underwrites multifamily. It's got all you know expenses in right. there. You can build in your private financing if you have private money, and yeah, just a quick little snapshot before you waste a bunch of time right. going down the rabbit hole yeah. of seeing if it's worth it or not. So couple couple eliminates and, the errors too you know yeah yeah definitely and it like i said i think being conservative on everything that you're underwriting God, yes. especially right now is uh beyond huge right I and mean, the the rent is so inflated right now it's just not sustainable prices were already kind of unsustainable and that's coming down which is good but right i think rents are something to watch right now because they're i don't know what the stat is make something up but mm. you know it's up like 20 or 30 percent year over year <clears throat> right which is not going to continue. I mean, there's everybody's going to get priced out of. Yeah. Even, so even on your bedroom. long-term rentals, you got to be conservative then too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Make sure it makes sense with that before you go Airbnb. And if you make a shit ton more on Airbnb, Great. you know, it's have a party. cherry on top, but uh, <laughs> I mean, the goal is to hold long-term. So if right. you're only planning for one exit and you only have one strategy, right. I, th- I think it's a huge mistake and something that you and I are super good at is looking at all the exits and, yeah. and seeing what that would look like before we ever dive in or raise money or, Mm -hmm. or do anything like that. Yeah. Eliminating the downside. And yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. As much as you can, because it's not, uh, it's not a cheap, it's not a cheap thing to get into. <laughs> it here. could take so, you out, you know, it, yeah, like, and, you, and the deal, uh, you know, the, the opportunity cost can be huge too. If you spend 90, 90 right. K on a deal that, you know, is supposed to make you all this money and makes you a couple hundred bucks, mm-hmm. uh, in a market like this, you know, three months from now that 90 K could go a lot further. And so, right. yeah, underwriting is, is huge. Though. Yeah.
0: And that's a good thing with too, with like what we're trying to do with the seller finance is like, we're not trying to make all this money on that Airbnb cash flow right we just want to make it so we can own this house for as little as possible yeah right for 10 years down the road then, yeah then that's when we kind of see the the end game
1: coming yeah to play. yeah definitely even yeah. that berkeley deal it's 1700 a month right to the seller the long-term rents pretty conservatively are about three thousand, mm. and then airbnb you know four to five thousand so mm-hmm. even and just you just cash, yeah, cash them out in 10 years that's it cash them out 10 years and even long term you're right you know maybe 1200 bucks of cash flow in there um and yeah super and simple. you own a property in berkeley exactly yeah, yeah. and it's yeah
0: depreciation appreciation i mean all exactly of, all of the above yeah
1: yeah get yeah. all the good stuff man yeah that's the
0: key well sweet man i think that's about it cool. um yeah do you know uh I mean, plug yourself where we get a hold of you. We don't, you don't know your new company name. So should I'm we just telling. hold off on that for yeah, now? And, we'll hold off on yeah. that for now. And, yeah. Yeah. If you guys want to get in touch with Sean, just call me. Uh, <laughs> we'll yeah, Call Phil. Takes all my calls. Yeah, yeah. Does all my deals. But yeah, I uh, yeah, appreciate you having me. Sweet, bro. Yeah.